three, two, one. Do 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 do. Welcome to back to making luck. Oh yeah, podcast. This is episode two. I am wandering winter. Joining me on the line, as always, is Adam Horton. Adam, what's up? Hey, bro. Are you, you going to say that at the beginning of every podcast? I sure hope not. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. What up, bro? Uh, okay, so to start us off, uh, <laughs> if you remember at the end of last week's episode, we gave you a kingdom. Ooh. That kingdom uh, was Oasis, Philosopher Stone, Quarry, Silk Road, Explorer, Harvest, Pillage, Treasury, Altar, and Border Village. Uh, there were colonies and no shelters. Uh, video listeners, uh, you can see that again on the screen now. Uh, audio listeners, again, that's Oasis, Philosopher Stone, Quarry, Silk Road, Explorer, Harvest, Pillage, Treasury, Altar, and Border Village with colonies and no shelters. Um, so we gave our thoughts, and we both kind of liked Philosopher's Stone uh, with some sloggy bits, uh, Explorer, Silk Road, um, that kind of thing. But I, uh, I also mentioned that I didn't think it was good, but it was possible to go for uh, alteries to trash down, get a bunch of treasuries, and go for some money that way. Uh, we talked about Harvest a bit, um, in the comments, uh, you suggested that gold might be better than Porter Village. Um, in that deck, we had a yeah. we had a we had a comment here from. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Jack this wrong. Barnerick? Yeah, <laughs> that's there. There's no way we pronounce that right. But Yuklarnerich. Uh... Yuklarnerich. That's you, definitely you, it. Uh, if you what. It could be. There are lots of places where the J's get pronounced with that Y sound. The CH can go a lot of different ways. Like, I, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, we had a comment. Um, so we, we played some test games. Um, and I, I, uh, I got to be honest with you. Like, I mean, for a while you prefer Border Village and Explorer over Gold. But then there came a point where I was like, oh, I have six. I'm getting a Border Village and something. And I was like, wait, what I really want is just more money. And I thought, like, okay, maybe harvest is better than gold, and then so, I just like regretted it. I would just rather there there might be a point where that's true. Um, I kind of think by the time that you want the the gold or the harvest or whatever, you want to be greening. Um, I I think I'd like to green a little bit earlier than Adam in that deck. Anyway, it's it's largely moot because actually every single card is not. Is, is actually kind of relevant on this board. Um, like I, I, I agree with Adam. I don't think Harvest is actually good because it's so rarely making you more than like it's not reliably making more than three. Yeah. Um, you have terminals and collision is a real thing, oh, and the extra is. border village is not so real. really that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, I guess you might take it over gold if you knew you had a Silk Road in your next hand and it powered it up. Other than that, yeah. and even in that case, I think. I think you probably want to green or get Explorer, one or the other. Um, we did learn some things playing a few test games. We played, uh, what, like four, five, something like that? A lot of games. Um, uh, first thing we learned is you want the second potion. It, it, it's a big deal, man. 
like I I had like two or three extra fill stones compared to Adam when when I'd gotten the second potion and that basically won me the game. Uh, on the other hand, though, like when I got the second potion, uh, my two potions collided. They collided like every time except for one, which like I'm not bitter about, but I'm bitter about you know because like that um, totally sucks. Even don't though hold a grudge, you're just uh, still you know upset about it years later. <laughs> yes, it's been years since we played that game. Those games where where it happened in, in multiple um, games. But like but don't worry, I had a border village there to save all my terminals colliding and I had the border village to save my potions from colliding too. It was so good. Yeah, that's how that works. It's totally um, how that works. Yeah. Anyway, uh so but the the bigger point was that the quote unquote engine y kind of thing, whatever you want to call alter the trash down, get a million treasuries, um was actually, I think, quite a bit better. It's, like, I, I think, super way better. I think we determined kind of 20% is where we... 80-20 for the engine. Adam thinks it's uh, probably... Better for the that. engine, yeah. yeah. Better for the engine, worse for the slog. I think it's maybe not quite that bad. I would maybe go 25%, but regardless, it's not good. I, um, just, I just never felt good about my position in the, the slog. There, so there are a few key things there. Um, one is quarry lets you get a lot of altars fast. I think you want two probably. For sure. Um, and so that's a big deal. Uh, Oasis, good. Um, it, it 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 also might be that we're not playing the slog quite right. It, maybe maybe you need to open potion actually, but I kind of doubt kind of doubt it. Um, I don't know. The, the bigger thing the bigger important. thing is pillage is a, a big deal for the engine, right? I would agree. Like by the time that slog is really able to use its fillstones to hit colonies legitimately, the the quote engine has its pillages online and is like denying colony hands with right. a small right. amount of consistency. Like every other hand is getting pillage. That's just right. a big it, deal. It's like and it's usually taking you off quite a lot. Um Yeah. The other thing is there's so many cards you want to buy as the slog. Like, I want to get some explorers, and I want to get a lot of fillstones. That doesn't leave me much time to get all the green cards that I want. So it ends up being just kind of slow. Yeah, by the time by the time the engine is really starting to do stuff and is considerably better than the slog deck, like you, the slog just doesn't have enough of a lead to do anything. Colonies right. are such an important part you of the VP. Just, you just don't have time because like those early turns you need to be getting your your setup stuff and you can't also be getting the green cards that you want at the same time I also think the slog maybe you should get some few explorers I think you can maybe play a little better than we did but I, I don't think it's going to be good enough to overcome um, like I, I even beat Adam when I had both of my opening buys missed a shuffle yeah uh, <laughs> it was pretty it's pretty dank or pretty but, rank sorry rank. um I, I I think maybe you should have won that game, but it was it that was a very close game, um, and that was with you know the one in sixty six shot of double miss. Um, I think I think the slog is favored if you don't get an alter on turns three or four. Uh, that's not going to happen very often. Um, well, actually, no, that's that's probably going to happen reasonably often. Like but fifty percent of the time, maybe a little less, where you miss six. I, I, yeah, I haven't done the math on Quarry Oasis, uh, but the the bigger point is like 
I think it's the slog is slightly favored there, but it's close. And I think that the engine is a lot favored when it does get the altar that fast. <laughs> um. Hmm. Okay. I, I I'd agree. Uh, it it might it might not even be favored if you don't get the altar there. Certainly, if you don't get the altar by like your second shuffle, then yeah, the slog is favored. But that's almost impossible. You can just get a second quarry and then like, yeah, which feels really bad. But whatever. I mean, what else are you gonna do? I, I well, actually, I I didn't in the game. We did get the potion. I, I you could question mark. <laughs> like the the other thing is like explorer just isn't that great because. I'm not even sure it's a better than Oasis for the slog, just because like you really want to be finding those fillstones a lot, um, and like the silvers help for the plan of I'm gonna get a lot of silk roads and stuff, but I just don't think you really have time for that. Plan. Yeah, silk roads didn't really enter into that game. Like it, it, it ended up all. like there were cheaper duchies like every that, game, it, it, except in the mirror. Yeah, it's they're like slightly cheaper duchies, which you almost never had exactly for anyway. When you were getting them, like yeah. a lot of times, it was like border village Silk Road, yeah, village Silk Road, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of disappointing for me, but uh, yeah, like the the fact that the altar treasury thing wins makes that board much less interesting in my eyes, because because then in the mirror that deck is so bad. Well, you know? in the mirror, you've got to do some weird stuff to do, like you've got to worry about piles, which can be interesting in its own way. Uh, I'm worried about piles. The border villages will run out. Um, Pillage is not very good in the mirror. Uh, I've worried about piles like in so many games, man. I just want to buy colonies and buy provinces, man. Sure. And that is (laughs) typically like a good defense too. I'm worried about piles, but um, yeah. So. That was uh, the kingdom from last time. Uh, if any of you thinks we really screwed up or missed something, uh, we, we might revisit it. Yeah, but, holla. But uh, we definitely want to want to hear your feedback on it. Yeah, um, for sure. Having said all that, Adam, Adam, you have any other thoughts on uh, last week's kingdom? Uh, no. I've said everything I need to say, brah. Okay, great. So moving on from our bread um, in, into our <laughs> that, Virginia brand ham. That that delicious bun, that delicious wheat sourdough bun. bun. No, no, not wheat, not sourdough. Like, like a roll? Ooh, rolls could be good, but it needs to be freshly baked. And I it mean, was freshly baked because we tested right before this podcast started. It's It's true. I mean, but I, I usually like to, to get my uh, rolls from the reduced bakery section at Jungle Gyms because they're only like a day old. And they're half the price, so you get to try a lot of new things that way. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but it, it pales in comparison to freshly baking it yourself. Although it it's, probably is a lot of less work than that. I don't know. What you say is true, but baking your own bread, like I can't tell you how many times I've screwed that up and made some pretty nasty bread, and so really? I eventually just gave up. Yeah. I oh just, no, dude, it's great. It's great. I mean, I believe you, and there's some really good homemade bread out there, but Jungle Gym's Bakery is so good, man. They put, Dude, like, all this cool stuff in there. And... When, when I go to visit you, I'm going to bake you bread. Anyway, moving on to the... <laughs> moving on to the main portion of our topic. This week, we are uh, 
We're making a coordinating conjunction get very old very fast. That's right, we're talking about four-ager. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, that's good. I was thinking, like, four-rager. Like, yep, make them get really mad. You know? there's, there's, there's only one R, though. Sad day. <sighs> Fine. Fine. Your pun's better than mine, but I still like mine, too. Oh, oh, it looks like we've turned Adam into a rager. <laughs> oh, that was that was so planned, so on purpose. <laughs> I can't tell if you're kidding or not, because... I can't either. That's the funny thing. Okay, great. Uh, you want to start talking about Forager? Uh, yeah, I would. And, and first, I would like to read the text of the card. So, uh, Forager, it's from the Dark Ages expansion. So, $3 action gives you an action and a buy... And then there's some text that says, trash a card from your hand, and then plus one dollar per differently named treasure in the trash. Uh, the the first comparison that comes to my mind is uh, with Trade Route. Trade Route's a good card. Uh, no, it isn't. No, it's it's actually not. It's, it's one of the worst cards. Yeah, it's, it's from Prosperity. It costs the same. You got the three dollar cost. It gives you the buy like Forager does. It makes you trash a card from your hand like Forager does. And then it gives you money based on some shared resource. And it, it even counts uh, a kind of um, – a number of different cards of a certain type. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, victory cards that have been bought instead of treasure cards which have been trashed. Yeah, yeah. I can dig it. Uh, the, the difference, simple, though really. – Yeah, yeah. It, the difference <laughs> – the difference is that Forager gives you an action and usually is going to be worth more money, although sometimes in the late game, Trade Route can be worth um, more than Forager, but yep. um, most uh, of the time, Forager is going to be worth more. Yeah, the, the Forager through the main part of the game is worth probably usually one more. Yeah, yeah. Forager is going to be worth like a dollar. Yep. And Trade Route is going to be worth, like, zero until the game is about to end. And then it's going to be worth more at the end. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It, I've seen it be worth, like, six or seven before. It's pretty hot. That was pretty contrived. Yeah. Uh, so so I think I think the main difference we're talking about here, though, is, is the, action. the action. Like, that's yeah. that's the biggest difference. And, and yep. I think it is kind of a big deal because, I mean, Trade Route, you're using that action. So, like opening with trade route feels really bad because it's a card that is doing nothing but trashing one card from your hand giving you no economy and it takes up your action so like you can't you have to deal with that terminalness and it also makes it more difficult to really load up on them for the purposes of thinning your deck aggressively trade route's just not good for that because you can only thin one card per turn and with foragers i can get three or four of them if getting thin is my top priority so so the action is a big deal in that sense I think there's another comparison to be made to Lookout also. It's a $3 mm -hmm. non-terminal trasher uh, yep. that doesn't give you any money in the early game. Yeah. Uh, now, now Lookout, you know, Lookout is a, it's a different thing. It trashes a card not in your hand, which is good and bad, but it turns bad pretty quick because it's hard to get super thin with it. Mm -hmm. Unless you have some support, like Fortress um. or something crazy. And it's harder to load up on lookouts too. It's it it the other thing about lookout is when you get like later on, if there's some like mild junking, uh it's harder to 
actually nail the exact card you want, usually, uh, unless you've got some kind of like discard. Uh, whereas with Forager, you draw your whole deck, bam. Yeah, I would I would say that trashing from your hand is in general stronger than trashing from your deck. Um, I once you're getting thin. So like the first two or three times that. you play the card. Trashing from your deck is probably better, but like past then, I would rather trash from my hand because I get more tight control over my deck. Yeah, certainly, certainly, trashing from your deck is relatively better earlier, and trashing from your hand is relatively better later. Um, yeah, for sure, I, I I would agree. And yep. and so like, you know, we're we're comparing Forager to these cards, Trade Route and Lookout. I think those are the two most appropriate comparisons. Yeah. Uh, I think those are yeah the 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 two that come to mind for me as well. Yeah. So, I mean, trade route's bad. Lookout's yep. pretty okay, and I would yep. say Forager's pretty okay. Yep. Um, Forager's a it's a good card. Uh, I think I think the thing that Forager has over Lookout and what makes it a better card than Lookout is the fact that it can provide you some early money. So if you're trashing a copper. You're not necessarily giving up that dollar worth of economy. I mean, you get a little bit of money from it, and you can trash foragers to foragers once you start to get thin. Um, yeah, it's economically, it's it's another comparison you might make is it's kind of like Spice Merchant um, yeah. in terms of the trashing that you get some of that back, right? Like if you Spice Merchant and draw two cards, Spice Merchant is, um, I think, better. Yeah, I mean, it costs more. Yeah, I would for sure say it's possible. probably better. Yeah. Well, that's certainly debatable and not always true, but right. I agree. Uh, Scout is better than Ambassador, but it's way um, better. Super way better. It costs four. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just it's right there in the cost. Yeah, it's way um, better than Chapel. Like it's twice as good. <laughs> it's twice as good. I'd rather have. I, I mean, I'd rather have one scout than two chapels because I only have to draw the scout once. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a productive conversation. <laughs> uh, but but anyway, like for, Forager's pretty good, and and like I usually consider you know strong trashing to be a card that can trash two or more bad cards out of your deck with one play of it. And mm -hmm. Forager doesn't fit that definition, but I do put Forager right. up there in that category because you can load up on the Foragers and you can get thin relatively quickly. Granted, you have to sacrifice a bit for it, but Forager's good for getting your deck thin. Like, you can make your dreams come true, bro. Yeah, so it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, I, I agree strong trashing. I, like, I consider, like you do, if you can get rid of more than one card at once. So, like, a card like Steward. Yeah. You, you love Steward. I, uh, I love that card. Uh, Ambassador, um, you know, Chapel, Remake, those kinds of cards, right? Yeah. Um, very strong trashing. But I also find uh, a lot of non-terminal trashing can be quite strong as well. Yeah. Uh, like, Junk Dealer is yeah. pretty strong trashing. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of weird, too. Like, Forge, I don't necessarily consider strong trashing just because... Yeah. By the time you get it, it's eh, sometimes it can be. Like I, I had a, I had a game where I had uh, it was a really really junky junky game, and I bought I put like thirty cards on my native village map. Holy crap! 
<laughs> that had a four. You forged 30 cards. Uh, I don't think it was 30. I think it was like 18. You forged still. 55 cards from your <laughs> native village. It man. was a lot of cards. Um, Just throw them all into the fire and get a yeah. curse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think I got... I might have gotten nothing because I think they might have cost like more than anything on the board altogether. But... <laughs> Achievement unlocked. No, I don't think that's true. I, I think I got like a gold or something. I think it was like three estates and like twelve coppers and six curses or something. Really. <laughs> anyway, it was it was ridiculous. Regardless, um, uh, yeah, great. Um, <laughs> so, so, but like Forge, you really have to be drawing a lot for Forge to be good. And and I I guess you could say that about most trashers. I mean, if you're if there's no draw, well, the value of trashing becomes. Not not the, less, but very very different. Yeah. The cheap trashers help you get the draw up, right? For sure. I mean, early trashing, you know, has that relationship with draw. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if there's if there's no draw after, the the trashing is still fine to good, but it's not nearly as good. Agreed. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Okay. Great. I, I would agree, uh, particularly oh. with forager like. I mean, if I'm getting two foragers, or maybe just opening with one and, and picking up a second later or something, mm -hmm. like it's gonna take me a minute to get thin if I don't have some way of cycling to get to those foragers. And so, like, draw is a really good way to cycle, right? I mean, that's that's one form of cycling is to draw a yes. lot of cards, and and it also helps you match up the foragers with what you want to trash. So, it, it seems like you know you can load up on the foragers to get super thin, but you know, it also has that relationship with other the other slow trashers, where cycling to play them a lot can can be beneficial. And and I think in many cases that's that's much better. I mean, people seem there there seems to be this wisdom that forager is great. You can just get a ton of foragers and be fine, which is sometimes true. Which yeah, that's that's kind of true. You can like chuck a copper and a silver in the trash, and you know your foragers are worth a couple dollars. Then you can forage the foragers when you're done, rub. But like. Yo, dog, I heard you like Forager, so you Forager your Forager and Forager, Forager, Forager. Right. Thanks, Exhibit. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, there there has to be a point, right? I mean, otherwise, there's a lot of opportunity costs that I'm losing by opening with a card that doesn't provide me anything economically. Yeah, for sure. My my uh, The first thing that I want to say about Forager is overrated. Uh, so which good. is not to say I don't think the card is good. The card is good. Um, the card is is quite good, but uh, I think it is definitely a class below um, a lot of other your strong trashers like like well certainly Chapel, uh, Steward, Remake, Ambassador, all of those. I think it's also a class below like Masquerade and Junk Dealer and Upgrade. Um, like I think all of those are significantly better trashers than Forager. I think Forager is a lot closer to Lookout um, than those cards. So, so you're is... saying that if Masquerade and Forager were on the board, Masquerade would be a better card for your deck? Usually. And and also if, Ma if Forager and like Junk Dealer were on the board, are you saying that you would probably ignore Not open Forager? Forager? Yeah, and just saying. get Junk Dealers. Um. Like, un unless there's some way that I can abuse the Forager later to be worth a lot of money. Well, for sure. I mean... rare. Yeah. 
if there's oh. like a gainer and you need to the forager to use the plus buy in exchange for the gainer. I mean, there's there's other tricks you can play, but in terms of thinning, in in yeah, in general, in general, I think I would tend to like I would rather have the the junk dealer. Um, same thing with like count usually, although count count's a little bit trickier um, because sometimes it's like very 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 good and sometimes it's not so great. Yeah, Count and Doctor are those cards that I like yeah, to doctor. call the, the sledgehammers of trashing. Like, sometimes you take a big swing with those guys and you do something really great. But if you're trying to do something delicate with a sledgehammer, you're you're going to have a, a rough time doing it. Unless you're incredibly skilled, like me. Uh, Yeah, unless you make really good shuffle luck, like you. Uh, yeah, that was that was not intended to be a factually serious statement <laughs> neither was mine <laughs> so good so um, the, the thing I want to talk about with Forager is like economically at the start of the game it's really bad it's like it's pretty bad buying I'm... a Forager on turns 3 and 4 is worse than buying nothing in terms of what are you going to be able to buy right? well I mean, for, for the next shuffle, but but if you're going to remove estates from your deck, you can get that no, investment back pretty quickly. That That's why I said on turns three and four, right? Right, um, right. Which d doesn't necessarily, like, the game is going to go longer than that, like, <laughs> all of the time. 99.999999, unless you're playing uh, a perfect shuffle log game against Celestial Chameleon percent of the time. No, I, I can say 100. Like, the shortest game of Dominion I've ever heard of was seven and a half turns. Um... So 100%, bro. That's why before percent I said, unless you're playing a game of perfect shuffle luck against Celestial Chameleon. <laughs> and he gets to choose the kingdom. For sh Well, like... No, it's... it's If he doesn't get to choose the kingdom, it's 99.999999% in that case. And you're playing with perfect shuffle luck, right? If he does get to choose the kingdom, then it's like 0%. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a tangent, right? Uh, the point is, the game is going to last longer than that, and it's going to last usually a lot longer than that. Like, if the game is actually over on turn 7, then, yeah, you're wasting your time spending, like, slow trashing with the foragers, for sure, right? For sure, Um But obviously, if the game's ending on turn 7, you know that already. Yeah. Um so you usually, you know, games last twelve turns or something. Um, you know, anywhere from ten to uh, twenty turns is quite common. Yeah. Catch most of them. And being slower for a couple turns isn't that big a deal necessarily. But what it does is it hurts your chances of being able to get um, good cards there. And so if it's important to get to five early then Forager is not a good opening card, right? Yeah, it does not uh -huh. help you hit five. So if, if if we look at the math, right, if you open Silver Silver, which is always possible, um, that gives you a 91.2% chance of hitting five at least once on turns three and four. In before, always possible, except when you have a 5-2, in which case you've already hit five. Thank you. Please continue. Uh, yes. Thank you for pointing out that extremely obvious edge case. <laughs> which I don't know why I didn't think of. Um, anyway, uh, if you open uh, Forager Forager, you're down at 2.65% chance of hitting 5, 
because you can only get there if you draw five coppers together. What if you? Uh, what if your opponents put a bunch of treasures in the trash before you get yeah, to I, play the forager? I I should note that I am specifically talking uh, uh, solo, and I am going to get in a minute that things change a little bit when you take into account what your opponent does. I mean, they they do. But like they let's, change a lot, but they change a little bit. But like even even just one copper in the trash for one dollar foragers opening double forager like it seems well, that like doesn't, the, that doesn't help you get to five. Though. Right? Yeah, it doesn't help you get to five. It gets, helps you get to like three or four. And also, sure. you should never bank on that. Like I'm never when I open forager thinking about oh well I really hope there's a copper in the trash. Like that's never happening. Um, if you open forager silver. Then you have a forty-nine and a half percent chance of getting to five at least once on turns uh, three and four. And and like that's that's not very good, right? That's fifty. It's fifty fifty, right? But like yeah, it, sometimes, now, sometimes sometimes you should still be good do enough. It. Like if hitting sometimes five isn't good enough. yeah, if hitting five is not the most important thing ever, and you do want to start thinning immediately, like absolutely, I'm opening Forager Silver, bro, and I'm hoping to hit five. Like, bring it. Um. Well, maybe. So it's like I th I think Forager Silver is a little bit weird because if you really want to hit five, you probably want to open Silver Silver. For sure, Zisa. If you really want to trash down, you probably want to open Forager Forager. What? By the way, you said uh, what was the percentage again on on double silver for hitting five? Was it like seventy ish? Ninety one point two. Holy crap! Okay, then you're giving up quite a bit by getting that yeah. forager. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, terminal silver, terminal silver would be like seventy something. Uh, yeah. Seventy two point two. Um, yeah, no, silver, silver. You're very, very likely to hit five at least once. Um, so. That's a big deal. Now you got to think about okay, what kinds of fives are worth uh, for going the trashing of forager for, right? And some of this is uh, the tried and true depends on the board, right? Um, right. But let's talk about how it depends on the board, right? When is the forager opening going to be good? And that is going to be largely based on, um, like, what what kind of fives am I looking at? to be able to and what kind of deck am I trying to go for yeah because the forger is going to be good if um generally if I want to build like a village smithy engine it's way better to trash first oh, and yeah. then get opponents later and let's say so they cost five why don't we say like bizarre journeyman or something sure um, or even if just one of them, if they cost four and five, like if it's like journeyman workers village or something. Yeah, right? sure. I can dig it. Like it's way better to get thin faster. Yeah, like loading up on that $5 draw card is not the most important thing ever. You don't right. want as many it's, of them as you can as quickly as you can, and they don't help you continue to hit five. Well, yeah, it's actually more especially true if we're talking like straight village smithy because you can. You can open Forager, Forager, and then still buy those components without much yeah. economy anyway. Yeah, you get, like, one um, silver someday if you have to. So, yeah, yeah, eventually you'll get one silver, but you wait a long time because the important thing is to get it thin first there, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, like, there's kind of this interesting dynamic where drawing helps you thin faster because you got to play your stuff more often, but thinning helps you draw faster. Yeah. In general... Thinning is winning, man. <laughs> Thin first. <laughs> it's so um, good. Because, like we said last week, 
if I trash a card now, it's like I'm, in terms of cycling and getting my deck drawn, it's like I'm drawing an extra card every shuffle for the rest of the game. It's like really stinking good. Um, so the opening the forager slow you down a lot on turns three and four, and you're pretty even to you're slowed down a bit on turns five and six and maybe seven, depending on like if getting the economy got you you know good stuff, which hopefully it would. But eventually, like by turn ten, you're you're actually sped up by trashing first, if that's what you're going for. On the other hand, if I'm going for some quote-unquote key, you know, like $5 card that's that's like I need to rush to this... Like minion. Thing. Minion, minion is an interesting one um, because minion works really well with Forager also. Yeah, minion's probably one of those silver Forager openings. So minion might well be the silver Forager. I, I, I want to say, I think even in a lot of cases, the, the idea I had in mind was like Mountebank. Yeah, like Junkers. Mountebank. That's also what I had in mind. Mountebank, you want to open silver, silver for because you really need to get that Mountebank. And then yeah. after that, you want to trash down so you're going to get foragers later. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them because you're going to have a lot of junk. Yeah. I was um, I was thinking which and Mountebank, those were the two things. Yeah, yeah. I was also which... thinking cultist and rebuild, but then again, like. Well, sure, but you're uh... probably not getting. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might like forager is strong enough. You might get the the foragers later anyway. For cultist, uh, I yeah. don't know about rebuild. With rebuild, uh, I'm just well, gonna cry into my pillow. Is it a nice pillow? Uh, I'll cry into one of the crappy ones. Oh, that's sad. I like my pillows. Um, <laughs> I, I like most of them, but I have pillows just for crying into. That's interesting. <laughs> Thanks, um, bro. <laughs> Uh, so, so that that's one case. Another kind of interesting case would be, um, I think, like hunting party. Hmm. You, you would open double silver for the purposes of getting a lot of hunting parties. Yeah, getting hunting party, maybe getting another hunting party, and then I'm going to be able to play those foragers pretty regularly. Oh yeah, forager. Um, yeah, okay. Right. So, so like that's bro. that's one where it's. Because you're not actually drawing everything, but you are cycling very fast, where I, I might um, actually want to get the five first more, even though it's a drawer, right? But it's it's more of a cycler than anything else. Yeah, the, the cycling there is, is a big deal. So something like Cartographer would also fit there, except that, like, Cartographer is so rarely, like, this is the card I need first, right? Yeah, I would probably, that would be... But, but stables, stables, to some extent, fits in the same thing. Stables and Forager is an interesting pairing too, right? You got to be careful. I mean, there's there's a lot of... I, I think that has a lot to do with the Forager, right? The Cards like Stables or, or even like any anything where you're using Forager as your sole source of plus buy. Like you start with 10 cards in your deck and like those, those can become important because Forager doesn't increase your deck size. And so at some point you want to be double, triple provincing maybe and that plus buy has got to come from somewhere. And, yeah. and that somewhere eventually is going to have Can to be... be forager? A, I mean, other you, sources you... of plus buy are certainly going to be very good, but like... Right. So, so so this is a thing that, like, you, if you can avoid it, you don't want to rely on your forager for your plus buy later on because you run out of fuel, right? Yeah, like, forager, you have to trash that card, and, and you don't want to be trashing good cards, 
So like you you want some kind of a gainer to to gain you forager junk. So like yeah, well if you have to. Like I I I don't think you want to do that very often. Well, yeah, what like, I'm what I'm trying to say and not saying very well is in order in order for forager to be viable as your source of plus buy, like you need this stuff because if you don't have it, like you got to be right. real careful, bro. Right. And and I would say you'd much prefer to have another source of plus buy. Absolutely. At all, yeah. Uh, do that, but uh, the point with stables is like they they both want treasures, right? Yeah. Um. So if you have a way like that gains a lot of treasures, like Forager Jack. First of all, Forager and Jack are a great combination, but Forager Jack stables um can really be a thing. Uh, your foragers make you a decent amount of money eventually there too. Um. Right, because they're they're going to be making at least two. Um, and then, like, the extra silver, it's like... Forager food. It's fine. It's good. It's forager food. It helps your stables go together. Yeah. Uh, so if you, if you have some way of gaining treasures... Yeah, I think and... that particular interaction is, is even more special. Because yeah. a lot of the time when you're using that gainer for forager food, uh, sometimes you have to deal with drawing all that additional stuff so like you're drawing the gainer you're drawing the forager food you're drawing the forager and what are you right. getting out of that like some money in a buy like woodcutter is just way better you know but with stables uh, well, stables helps you mitigate the downside of having to draw a bunch of treasures because yeah, it draws exactly, past and exactly. so like that's a very special interaction and i think storyteller deserves a mention here for that same purpose sure yeah anyway um Although with storyteller you can't redraw the the treasures. Well, I'm I'm thinking you forage the treasure and then you use storyteller to draw using that money. Okay, sure. If if you draw them in that order, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's a little bit worse than stables probably for in terms of just the interaction. It might be a better card depending on the board, but it's true. Um, but then you can just have a little bit more treasure in your deck. Yeah. So yep, like you yep. you build it differently, but anyway, it deserves a mention. Anyway, please continue. Sure, sure. Um the other thing on, on the, the openings to hit five or not is uh, I think it actually it changes a little bit if you're uh, what in Magic you'd say on the, on the player on the draw, but whether you're first player or second player. Oh, um, do explain. Oh, ooh. Oh, yeah, this is good. I hadn't even thought of this. And it depends on what your opponent does, right? So if, if your opponent opens Forager, Forager, then I am more likely to want to get Forager, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, your opponent that's is... Because, that's because uh, your Forager is more likely to be able to trash an estate for money um, if your opponent has opened with... Well, any kind of trashers, really. Um, well, any any kind of trashers that would trash treasures, I should say. So, like, not Jack, but... Um, <laughs> Although if Jack is on the board, you probably want to open Forager Jack a lot of the time. ASCII Hearts. Yeah. It's so good, man. Um, and But not let's say not Hermit, right? Hermit's going to trash the estate. That's not going to help you with your Forager early on. Hermit's available. You probably don't want to open Forager. You yeah, probably want to get Forager just later. Just gain those bad boys. It's so good. Um, but so, so for something like um, where, where it's close... Uh, second player is, is kind of an advantage uh, in terms of getting the foragers if the first player starts with them. If the first player doesn't, 
Like, it, it's kind of this game of chicken, which can also happen with trade route, right? Like, here's the thing with, with, the thing with trade route is, you know, you buy an estate to power up your trade routes, and now I'm going to go ahead and get a trade route, right? Yeah. And you have this extra estate that you had to waste a buy on, you had to waste some money on, and you've got an extra crappy estate in your deck, and I get all the benefit. A similar thing can happen with Forager, but since Forager is a much better card, like trashing early is, is obviously the, the strongest part of it. But if your opponent is going to be trashing treasures ahead of you, like because this is the thing, right? On turns three and four, what you really want to be doing is trashing estates with your Foragers, yeah. right? Um, but a reasonable amount of the time, you have to trash a copper. Eventually um, you do, yeah. Yeah. And so... It's also kind of interesting. Sometimes you trash the copper first, even when you can trash the estate. That's very rare because usually it's it's just better to get rid of the estate. Um, but if like you're really gonna need the money, and like your opponent isn't mirroring you at all, then you might trash the copper first to get to get your foragers worth something. But it's very rare. Yeah, right? I, it's it's pretty rare in that like. I notice that my opponent is not set up for foragers, and I am, so that I'll like actively put more treasures in the trash for that purpose. Because usually, like, I'm playing against someone who's using forager because it's a good card, and yeah. it's going to be getting that benefit anyway. So yeah. So the the thing is, um, here, here's why it's usually also not good: is it doesn't get me any extra money this turn, right? Right. Um. Now, if I have two, for, if if my hand is something like Forager, Forager, Copper Estate, Copper, Copper Estate, you, I've seen people screw this up a lot. You want to trash the Copper first. Oh man, I can't tell you how many times I've screwed this thing up. It's like, oh, the Estate's the worst card. Let's trash that one first. Oh yeah. man, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> right, right. So, so that's a thing. Um, but in, in general, like, it doesn't get you more money now. And I would rather not have the estate now because later on, if I draw the copper, then that's going to be not less money anyway. So it's almost never right. The only case where it's going to help you is if I know, like, you typically can't actually know this, but the case where it's going to help you is I trash the copper now. Next turn, I'm going to have copper, 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 forager, estate. I can forge the estate, Ooh. and there's a four cost I want. Yeah. Which is a lot of hoops, and you usually can't be sure of it. Yeah. So it's almost never right to do. Yeah. Um, having said that, <laughs> going second, uh, and your opponent has opened Trasher, makes Forager much more appealing in terms of uh, being it. able to be online. Um, it's also interesting... When we're talking about trashers, um, like typically it's another forager, but there are a lot of other things that can put treasures in the trash even early on. Um, so we're talking about cards like Spice Merchant and Moneylender, most obviously. Oh, yeah. Where opening Spice Merchant uh, Forager is really nice. Opening Moneylender Forager is really nice. Loan use the forager. foragers. You use the foragers to get rid of the estates. You use the other stuff to get rid of the coppers. Eventually, you run out of stuff to trash. You forage your other trasher, right? Yeah, it works out really nicely. Forager loan, even like that, could be legit. It 
Could be sometimes, yeah. Yeah, could be sometimes, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> um, I, I haven't really thought about that. My gut is probably not. I mean, almost anything is better, better, but like it seems pretty decent. It, well, it's it's it it's. I'm wondering like how often that's going to be better than Forager Forager, and my guess is. I don't know. Slightly better, but not by much. Yeah, slightly better, not by much. Yeah. Um. So the the other. I'm trying to remember what I was going to say now. Sorry, bro. You're such a terrible person, Adam. Oh. Um. No. Uh. You're you're not. I would I would never mean that. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. The other card I was going to bring up was Swindler. Ooh, Swindler. Swindler puts coppers in the trash pretty often and that powers up your forager forager also then gets to trash the junk that swindler gets you oh. so swindler is something that makes me want to open forager a lot more yeah for sure um, but especially as second player right if my opponent goes swindler swindler I'm much more likely to want to go swindler forager because by the time I'm playing my forager it's pretty darn likely it'll be worth the money and I'm trashing an estate sounds pretty rad man um, but it doesn't it doesn't make a a huge difference, but it's it's slightly better uh, going second. Now, not enough to overcome the inherent first player advantage, but um, compared to the average board, Forager is, is slightly advantageous to the second player. I think. Yeah, I, I can dig it. That that makes a lot of sense. And and I really. Opening double swindler just never feels all that good anyway. Two terminals, oh, dude, man. It feels great. It feels great. You're, you're you just lying. turn all their coppers into trash. And uh, no, I I like the card swindler. Okay, like I'm a man. But it's two terminals. I don't want to open with two terminals. Yeah, you really hate opening two terminals. Yeah, I hate it, man. I don't mind, I, I don't mind so much opening two. Like again, it depends. Do you really need to hit five? Then it's worse, right? Um. If hitting five isn't that much more important than hitting four, then go for it, man. But, like, turning coppers into curses on turns three and four is so good. And it feels so bad to hit the estates. Oh, man, Swindler's a great card. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay, w- what else you got, Adam? Uh, I actually I actually mentioned everything that, uh, uh, that, that I had on my list, but I, I don't feel like I... I, I hit on the uh, interaction with gainers quite enough. Okay. Um, like this, this comes into play. Maybe we we'll want to talk about running out of fuel um, and like basing your economy on forager, aka don't do it. Um, right. You don't want to base your economy. You don't want to base your plus buy on forager. Like these are things you really don't want to be doing. Sometimes you can, but like, man, there's usually something better. Like. Gold. Fortress is a thing. Yeah, and fortress is—I mean—that's that's definitely something that needs to be mentioned because forager fortress, like, it just solves that problem for you, and then you don't have that problem it's, anymore. It's super. Great. It's still not great because, like, once your deck gets thin, the foragers usually aren't going to be worth a ton, and like, just not having them and having a silver is like often better, or having a gold is almost always better. Yeah, um, in but most like cases. you have to keep one around, and so there, there's some interaction there. And and like if it's the only plus buy, if Forager is the only plus buy, like a lot of times you you really should be going for oh yeah for an sure. engine anyway. But you just have to be really careful about not thinning too quickly, not going overboard on the Foragers, so that you can have that plus buy around. Just make sure you're drawing a little more, right? Well, Fortress, I mean, 
obviously solves that problem, and any gainer will solve that problem, so you can go lightning fast towards thinning. And and so that's that's just something to keep in mind. Like you don't really have to be nearly as careful if you've got either of those things around. And and also the the interaction like with forager and gainers like sometimes it can help you put more treasures in the trash if the junk you yeah. can gain is like a silver or maybe the, some other kingdom treasure that can be gained easily. Like the 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 only thing that I want to say is unless you really need the plus buy from forager, this is um, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> Like jumping through all these hoops because I like I, I want to make sure people aren't going to be like oh well the gainer will work good because I have I you know I can get fuel for my forager like just doing that is not good yeah it, that requires a lot of draw to make it work and a lot of draw is usually really stinking good for a whole bunch of stuff so like right the, <laughs> well but the other thing is like okay so I bought. A, a gainer, like a workshop or something, right? And I'm gaining like silvers just to be able to trash them to gain two money or something like that. Yeah, that's like worse than woodcutter, which is bad. You know what? You know what else makes two money? Silver. Silver. It's such a good card, you man. You could have just bought one. <laughs> right. And you wouldn't have had to get the workshop. You wouldn't have had to gain all of these things. Yeah. Now. Like if you want the workshop for other things, especially early on, and then later on, like, eh, you probably still would rather trash the workshop unless you really need that plus buy. Yeah, so it's I, about I the stress, plus like, buy at is, that point. This is something that you only want to do if you're really getting the value out of the plus buy, and you need to turn the gain from the gainer into an actual actual buy. Yeah. Meaning, and you have the draw to support it, and you have the money that the buy is worth it. Yeah. Um, which is super rare, but will come up. I mean, if Forager's the only plus buy, it's, you know, that's you're going to find yourself in that situation. So, like, I would say it's, it's just regular rare, not super rare. At, at that point, you have to think, though, like, is it actually better to spend the time to build up this much, to get that much money, to get this wonky contraption set up with my gainer where I gain a thing and I trash it just to get the plus buy, to buy multiple things in a turn, like I'm going to double province, right? Every gainer lets me buy an extra province if I already have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, like, is all that worth it, or would I just be better off just saying, okay, I have one buy? Yeah, that's something buy- you have to think about. Yeah. It, you're usually going to be better off with one buy. There are going to be exceptions. Yeah. But I feel you, bro. They're not be common. Yeah. Um. I guess the last thing that I would want to talk about is how many foragers do you want? Depends on the board. Rah! How does it depend on the board? Well, it depends on how much you really want to get thin lightning fast versus having economy in the early game. And and I think that uh, I think that is a similar question that you ask with a lot of other trashers. So like Yeah, I think it's it's I think it, it's a little bit different with Forager because of the plus buy issue, because of the running out of fuel issue, because of part of the thing is um, like getting the last couple cards trashed is a little bit tricky if you're not totally drawing your deck um, because you need to get the Foragers to line up with the bad cards and they line up with each other and then like, do I trash the Forager because I don't have anything else I want to trash? That's so like, bad. I think it's very easy to get too many Foragers. Yeah. I I would agree, like especially in that case where Forager's the only plus buy. Like yeah, that's it's yeah. super so, easy. 
If you're going to be wanting to lean on the forager for its economic benefits, both money and buy later, I think you want to get fewer foragers and try to get your draw up more. Yeah. You're going to thin a little bit slower, but you're going to have a little bit of fuel left there um, when you need it, and then you're like trying to get multi-components in a turn or something. Yeah, and overdraw is not the worst thing ever when you're devoting everything you're buying to all green cards and you want to keep your deck viable. So like, right. that, that seems like a case where you would want to err on the side of overdraw as opposed to accelerated thinning. And, and so it... If I'm really gonna, if there's like no gainers and no other buy on the board, I might get as few as one forager. Um, although I'm probably pretty often gonna want to get two there, um, and and more typically, I think two. I, I think it's gonna be pretty rare that you get three, and very rare that you get more than three. Um, yeah, sounds about right. Just because like I'm buying. The, the third Forager, right? I'm buying this card. How many cards is it really going to trash? Yeah, like, I, I maybe the like... The first two are already taking care of things for me. I'm, I'm not advancing the rest of my game. Um, it's like if I'm up against a lot of Mountebanks or something or something really crazy, or like a Cultist. Right, like, right. A against Junking is really the only cases yeah. where I think you really want probably even more than two. Yeah. Um... Because you you want to advance the rest of your game plan and you'd really rather be two... playing those two foragers you already have more often than buying right. That you're third. you're at, at that point at, at, by the time you're looking at getting the third one right your first two are going to clear you out in six shuffles or something right um, getting the third one only helps you out only speeds that up by like one shuffle or something um. It's not that much, right? Okay. Uh, and so, like, I would rather speed myself up by shuffling faster. Starting the rest of, start, yeah, starting to get the rest of my game plan, getting you know other components to draw stuff, getting the money to be able to get other components to draw stuff, stuff like things like that. Um, especially because often you're usually going to want to eventually hit five or six. If I open double forager, especially. Um, then, then so this is another thing, right? If I open silver, silver, and get foragers later, I'm much more likely to want to get more. Sure, yeah, I believe you. If I open forager, forager, it's going to be that's it, man. <laughs> very rare, unless there's junking. Yeah. Um, so, but but I think two is a is a very typical number. I often see people get a lot more. I don't think that's very good unless there's pretty heavy junking going on. Yeah. Um, like it's just not that good of a card in your hand, right? Like, you're spending a card and another card from your hand to be able to trash that card. And that's okay, and that's pretty good early on, but like, if I have five of them, my deck isn't doing anything. Yeah. There are some exceptions where there's like six treasures on the board and you can get it to be worth a million. But that's pretty rare. Yeah. I, I've had that happen to me once. I think I've had it two or three times. Oh, and then the other... <laughs> the, the, i got to yeah. share this uh, little story about Forager. So this was a designed kingdom, so maybe this was designed in. But I was playing an IRL game. It was a three... It was a... Uh, it might have been two or three players. I don't remember. Where there, there was this guy I was playing against, and we both had Foragers. And so he would Forage, trash a silver, and then he would play all his Foragers for $2 each. And then he would play Grave Robber and snatch the silver out of the trash and be like, ah, oh, your foragers are only worth one! 
he was very proud of himself and I never went through the trouble to actually trash my own silver to do it or get a grave robber I don't remember that who won that seems like way too much effort it, it did yeah. it was kind of annoying I didn't get the money though I mean the interaction with grave robber and rogue well, more rogue it's like who really gains a silver out of the trash on top of their deck uh, this guy did like <laughs> But but rogue like th that is something to keep in mind, um, and also the 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 interaction with whatever other kinds of trashers um, is also something to keep in mind. Like, oh, you trashed my gold. Like the foragers are going to be worth more now. Yeah, the swindler. So that's the worth no. Swindler knights, um, saboteur. Yeah. Not really because that card's awful or but the whatever. trash for benefit man remodel salvager all the yeah, good stuff yeah exactly um i've definitely had a bunch of games where this is another thing like the order of playing your actions can be important like salvage the gold first and then you can forage something and keep in mind that will increase your foragers yeah because usually it's just copper but like you need to keep in mind other things will happen anyway um yeah you got anything else on Forager? i'm i'm out man I'm out. I'm out. Okay. Uh, I have a kingdom to send you. Then. Let's let's take a gander at this here kingdom. Yeah. My kingdom for a kingdom. I don't have a kingdom. You're the one with. The you don't have a kingdom. You you will soon have a kingdom? chapel. Uh. <laughs> uh. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, that's what you meant by kingdom. I thought you meant like, you know, my kingdom. You don't have a kingdom. Well, I don't have one of those either. All right. Kind of. What's uh what's the dilly yo here? Oh the foragers in the king that's so thoughtful. It's almost like It's almost like you did it on purpose, yeah. yeah. On porpoise. Porpoise. Okay, you wanna read this, you want me to read this? Uh I'll I'll do it. So uh you've got Vagrant, Forager, Island, Remodel, Throne Room, Workers Village, Butcher, Counterfeit, Ghost Ship, Mountebank. And there's no funny stuff. No shelters, no colonies. For our audio-only listeners, again, that is Vagrant, Forager, Island, Remodel, Throne Room, Workers' Village, Butcher, Counterfeit, Ghost Ship, and Mountebank. Uh, so, so this thing. Thoughts? Uh, well, uh, Ghost Ship, Mountebank are big deals, each of them. Uh tough to find places where you don't even want to go for them and there's no direct defense so like this is going to be a slow game uh, ghost ship is the only draw which really is uh it's grindy you know like you're getting hit by ghost ship and you really want to be drawing these big hands um so that's a big deal Throne Room Workers Village are great enablers, and you do have the tools to stay on top of your deck. There's Forager and Counterfeit to deal with the Mountebank shenanigans. Uh, there's even Island to keep thin, so, like, this whole thing with with Butcher as the payload could be worth going for. There's plenty of time, and, and Ghost Ship can really shut someone down who's not prepared to deal with it properly. So... Okay, so what do you want to do? Uh, well, this is, a, this is a tough question. Question. There's a lot of fivers that I want early, and one of them helps me thin. Uh, and then there's junking too. So like, it's hard for me to get away from a double silver opening here. 
So I'm pretty sure I'm opening double silver. And planning on... Uh, well, we got to get Mountebank first. Uh, hopefully I hit five twice, I can get Mountebank and Counterfeit. Uh, but more realistically, it's going to be Mountebank and Forager on that second shuffle. Okay. Um, I'm going to struggle a lot with a second Mountebank on that next shuffle. I really want to get that Counterfeit. In fact, I would probably pick up Counterfeit over second Mountebank. Okay. Um... Butcher being terminal, it, it kind of depends on how many times I hit four, how many villages I want to pick up, how many foragers I'm happy with, but I may not touch Butcher until a little bit later into the game. Okay. Uh, Vagrant seems like a soft counter to Ghost Ship. Can be. Uh, yeah. On the other hand, uh, that makes you want to put your curse on top so you can't use it to defend against Mountebanks. Unless you have more than one. <laughs> that doesn't sound like very much fun. Dude, that sounds like the best use of curses ever. It's better than having them in your hand and having them do nothing, I guess. It's it's tough. Yeah. You really want a lot of these cards. It's the second best use of curses ever. The best use of curses ever is ambassadoring them to your opponent, but let's be real. I, I was thinking about trashing them, and I would think blocking curses, I would put that above ambassadoring them to your opponent. Yes. Um, well, maybe. But I, I put it below. But I, I think it's more important than activating your vagrants. Um, although, once that might switch once the curses are gone. Like, I don't care as much about blocking just a copper. For sure. And, and yeah, by the time your opponent is playing Ghost Ship, then Mountebank on a turn, I would think the curses have a good chance of being out. This sure. this is a tough game. It's going to be a slow game. Yep. Finding the right time for that first ghost ship is going to be tough. Getting thin, I think, has a lot of value here. You really want to be playing ghost ship every turn. So what kind of sequencing do you think you want on your fives? Mountebank first. This is... Sure. Probably counterfeit second. Okay. Um, if I can support more terminals... Uh, I would probably get Ghost Ship third, which I'd probably be able to support more terminals by that point. So you, you want to be getting Workers' Villages like turn six, seven kind of area? Yeah, once I have uh, two, two, foragers. two foragers slash counterfeits in my deck. So one forager and a counterfeit, you'd, you'd start preferring Workers' Village to forager already? Uh, yeah, I think Given I would. Given that your opponent is likely to be mountebanking attacking you. Uh, it's a tough call. I'd think about it, yeah. I I, I would think you would want more foragers. A, a, an extra forager beyond that. A third thinning sure. card. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, if my opponent picks up a second mountebank, it's an easy call. Okay. Oh, hi, kitty cat. Hi, kitty cat. Meow. Mm. He only meows when we lock him in the room when we're going to sleep or not going to be home. We still don't trust Kitty and Doggy to be playing together unsupervised yet. I see. Yeah. Can you hear him purring? No. I can. I believe you. <laughs> uh, this is a tough game, though. It, it's, uh... You really, you really want to play Ghost Ship a lot. You, uh... I'm gonna assume you never want a remodel. Um, I mean, Butcher's so much better. Remodel's just not really well, that great. Well, like, obviously, given the choice, when are you ever taking Remodel over Butcher, given the choice? I would hold Other out. Other than Three Pile Concern or I need to have a different named card. Like, right. 
model just given the fact that butchers on the like butchers so much better you can butcher curses into coppers and keep the coin tokens it's so good okay Um, when we play this game i'm going to lose every single one of them okay great uh so you you you, i don't know why you think that i don't think that's going to be true at all but uh, okay um so but you your plan is to get uh, mount a bank ASAP and then get some foragers and thin down and try to build a workers village ghost ship engine basically uh, c- counterfeits as well um, probably one counterfeit for economy if I can get it early sure. yeah but uh, butcher but, but, butcher's going to be a big part of that yeah but you want to get an engine set up I want to make sure ghost I play ship. ghost ship a lot and if that requires an engine I would think that if you're going to be getting mountain banks and foragers and you want to play ghost ship a lot you're going to need a decent number of villages and if you want to play it a lot you're going to need some ghost ships which means you're going to need like at least three of each of those or something yep. in which case i'd pretty much call it an engine okay i mean sounds good to me bro for anyway yeah i agree with some things and disagree with some things all right so i, I don't actually think ghost ship is a very good card here <laughs> okay bro why uh, just because like your deck is so junky, you're not going to be able to reliably get an engine up like anytime remotely soon. I don't think. Um, and then like the deck is so junky that the attack is not as good as it normally would be. Like, yes, if you could get an engine up and uh, up and going where you're playing ghost ships every turn and drawing a decent number of cards, that'd be amazing. I don't think that's going to be able to happen until the game is basically over. So I would not anticipate really wanting Ghost Ship. Um, Also, if I don't get Ghost Ship, I don't need to get Villages, which I don't want to, really. Okay. Um, I also obviously think that Mountain Bank is great because it's amazing and it's like ridiculously good. So I would open Silver Silver looking to get Mountain Bank, and then I want to get... I'm not sure about Counterfeit, Probably I would get a counterfeit if I, depending on what I hit early enough. I want to get foragers, uh, probably at least three. Probably three. Um, but I want to get butcher over ghost ship, and I want to try to make the game end, or be ready at least for the game to end pretty quickly. Um, I might get a lot of foragers to actually try to make the game end. Uh, probably for not. Piles? But, let's see. Yeah, so curses are going to run. Um, I'm not sure what other piles would run, but you'd have to see. Foragers could but be also low, the, I could see it. The the coin tokens from the Butcher are going to be really good here. The trashing from the Butcher, meh. But the, the coin tokens should be very good in a grindy game like this, I think. Sure. Um, the other thing is... Uh, well, also, it can it can hasten the game. And, like, if you're going yeah, for an engine, mill I can butcher province into province kind of thing. Um but the other thing I want to talk about is is the trashing. Um, specifically, a lot of the times, not trash and curse. You have the opportunity to trash curse, don't do it. Trash copper instead. Early on. Trash something else until the curses run out and then get rid of the curses. Yeah. Um, but, like, having a moat in hand is... It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like, um, But I, I think I want to get probably... Mountebank, and then whether I get the se- the counterfeit or the second Mountebank first depends on how soon I hit five, how big my deck is. Um, get the counterfeit, and then move in on the butchers and try to end the game 
without ever getting the, the draw kind of thing moved up. Agro pile. <laughs> That's my thoughts. Huh. All right. Um, I look forward to losing every single game we play. I look forward to winning every single game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so any of you listeners, video listeners, audio listeners, listener listeners, um, listeners, uh, <laughs> please give us your comments on Forager in general, on uh, how we screwed up anything at the beginning, uh, format in general, uh, of the podcast. Uh, I think we, we were able to get it on iTunes. Yeah, so, so a couple of things. Uh, we're on iTunes, if you're listening. We're on iTunes. Yeah, it, uh, it took a minute, but we got there. We're there. Well, it didn't take that long. It was less than a week. It took more than a minute. Yeah, t- probably <laughs> yes. It probably took longer than a sixty-second minute. It took more than a minute for their website to load. I don't. In understand. a New York minute. Yeah, it took a New York minute. So it took more than a minute for their website to load. Yeah, it was pretty disgusting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got on iTunes. Uh, so so that's a thing. We're also on YouTube. Like I have a I have a playlist on my YouTube channel, so the the videos yep. will be published there. The audio only version is going to show up on iTunes. If if someone really wants a video version on iTunes, I can do it, but it doesn't make that much sense because uh, hashtag feels bad, man. But but let me know. I mean, it's not hard for me to do. So like yeah just yeah do if, it. If if you guys want it, like the point of the podcast is for you, the listeners yeah. and video listeners and audio listeners and glisteners. Yeah, especially the glisteners. Yeah. Like if you're working also out those while you're listening were to us, you're glistening. making luck. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. So give us your feedback. Give us your thoughts. Um, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Smile you later. Nothing. <laughs> that was way too long on the pod.